0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Japan show uh, We are the Aussie Shoguns, my name is Mick and I'm here with Isaac
1: Konnichiwa, minasan.
0: Konnichiwa. and uh, today we have a special podcast, don't we Isaac?
1: Yeah, we're going to be chatting about one topic in particular that we've uh, found fond
0: We, we have indeed, uh, we both have, we met through our Japanese studies um, So up until the point where we met each other and then past that as well we vary a little bit with what helps us. Um, So just talking about our study journeys today and uh, hopefully that can help uh, everyone else who is also doing language study, if you're doing Japanese study like us, that's cool. Or
1: any language for that matter. Yeah, yeah.
0: But anyhow, I just got back to Brisbane and that was was a flight. Getting on a plane for the first time. This uh, year. This year, yeah. I I was a little bit more scared than usual, you know? haven't been riding one for a while.
1: But there was a storm rolling in as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, If you guys have listened to the the recent podcast, we were recording them. I was up in Townsville with Isaac. And then, yeah, the storm came. And then you sent me that, like, after I arrived in in Brisbane, the huge storm, just, like, how big it was on the map.
1: I did. I was looking at some, like, the stats from that storm. There was 81,000 lightning strikes over the Townsville area
0: 81,000
1: between like in a matter of four hours 21,000 of those hit the ground
0: that's uh that's kind of crazy yeah sheesh (laughs) well I missed out on the storm just barely so uh I'm happy happy I I came back safe my parents are probably happy for that too but uh yeah, that's. I think that's all because we, we've been catching up quite recently. Is there anything new for you?
1: <laughs> oh, not really. I got a haircut. Looking fresh. Got a haircut.
0: Looking fresh, bro. Looking nice.
1: Yeah, I go away for a couple of days from tomorrow onwards, three days away for our anniversary and then come back, get back into it. Next week's making money week.
0: Nice. Well, I hope you have a fantastic time away. Um, but for now, for today, let's jump into our topic. Study. Do you want to? Do you want to start us off with um, kind of like where you started on on your journey, and then we can do like our starts.
1: Yeah, sure. So, we're gonna focus on study methods and where we've started, where we've come from, where we are at now, how much further we've got to go, which is still a long way. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I started probably. I want to say I started when I was young, learning. I didn't continue it like it wasn't a continuous thing till recently. Um, but so I started probably in 2013, I would say, year 10. Like I had some experience before then and had studied the hiragana and katakana and memorized them before, and there weren't some words here and there, but I never really got stuck into it until year 10. And then I got into year 10, I was able to enroll in... Uh, a japanese class my school didn't offer it so we had to go uh cross-institutional or i can't remember what they call it um distance education when you're at school um so i did it through brisbane school of distance education i did year eight nine ten in the one year yeah Um, so wait
0: did you go so it wasn't offered at your school so then you went and you like applied for it to do it at another school while you're in high school right
1: yeah, so I had to go ask. I, there was already one student at our school doing it, um, through this company or this other school. So I went to the head of secondary at my school and was like, "Look, I want to study Japanese." And they're like, "Okay, no worries." They enrolled me. Got it all done.
0: Well, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so like it was paying the bucks. I had to like I had specific designated time for classes, but then sometimes the school, like the Brisbane School of Distance Education, would be like, "Oh." Our class is being held at 8 a.m. My schooling didn't start until 8.30. So I would have to go sit a class and then go. Uh, or like it would be like in lunchtime, so I'd have to go take class during lunchtime.
0: Well, props to you for taking the initiative. And uh, I guess that's, you know, anything that starts your starts your journey.
1: Yeah, so dedication was strong that first year. We did, yeah, eight nine advanced class and then I sat year 10 in the same year so I did eight the full eight and nine years well year eight and year nine in semester one and then I carried over and did year 10 in semester two and completed four four terms in one semester
0: how how did you feel doing four terms in one semester was that like difficult or did you find I think like high school language learning often gets like I don't know. People make fun of it because it's not that intense. So you don't learn that much, but it's like mandatory. It's still intense. Schools.
1: Like when you jam all that together, it's it's an intense ride. Like I only, I think I end up getting like C's and B's on my year 10 one just because I, it was so jam packed. Like you don't remember, I had no one at my school studying Japanese at the same level. So I had no friends that were speaking it, nothing like that to practice with. It was just the time I got in class plus my textbooks. So year eight, I finished the textbook and all the classwork in half the semester, which was, like, so a semester in school is made up of two trimesters, uh, two, two terms.
0: Two, oh, yeah, two terms.
1: Two terms. So, like, I did um, the full year eight and nine, all my workbooks done, so it was, like, 13 weeks of workbooks. Had them all filled out, you know, they're, like, 20 pages of workbook, all done by um, term one. So then all I'd do was sit my exams, and then term two it got a little bit more intense because I had to catch up on everything the year 10s had already done and then learn, continue learning what they had already done. Um, like continue learning with them. And so that was really hard in that semester. I remember struggling a lot because it wasn't just basic stuff anymore. I started to get into like directions and stuff and a lot more complicated things than just learning a few phrases and how to talk in basic conversation. Um, So it was difficult not having anyone in town to be able to talk to and put the extra work in with yeah yeah
0: but uh yeah props to you for initiative and then putting the work in i i also started at high school if i was talking about my start then it was uh i had it was done the japanese class was done at my high school that i was at it was just year 11 and 12 so canberra i'm not sure if it's all of canberra or if it's just the school i went to but it's split up so in australia high school starts from year 7 to year 12 normally right or grade 7 yeah. to grade
1: 12. Oh, uh, It was originally when I was in school, grade 8 to grade 12. And then they've moved it as of like two or three years ago. It's now grade 7 to grade 12.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. So for my high school in uh, Canberra, it was split up. It was like year 7 to year 10. And then year, year 11 and year 12 was separate again. And so that was where I made friends and everyone was studying Japanese. And like I didn't study until like the very last last term at the school and so i was a little bit like you and the teacher was like well we're already in our last term so you're gonna have to like cram or try and do this or that and so i was like well i already have enough credits to graduate so i may as well just like sit the class for fun which is where i started and again probably similar to you like just cram learning hiragana and katakana like really quick and then just try and like I remember they were, they were doing, like, directions and, like, how to do stuff when you're in a taxi in Japan. But I was like, mm. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how to do enough in Japanese yet. I don't know why I have to learn directions.
1: Yeah. So, like, that's where I struggled because that was year 10 for me. That's where we went in year 10. And then year 11, I sat. And according to my academic transcript, my QCE, which you get at the end of your school and career, According to that, I passed Japanese, but they allowed me to enroll in year 12, and then when I got to year 12, they told me I failed it, like year 11 Japanese, so I dropped out of Japanese there for two years.
0: Yeah, I see. And then, so, so you draw, you were really passionate about it, you did all, a bunch of it, and then because like marks and stuff and everything got you down, you had like a bit of a break?
1: Yeah, so I had year 12 off and then I kind of didn't get an op because of it and then I enrolled in I was sitting on the couch one day and dad was like what are you gonna do with your life like you actually got to do something like just before university was about to kick off and I was like eh, I guess I'm going to uni then went in enrolled online got everything done and that year I had off of Japanese as because they didn't offer I had to do an abridging program they didn't offer Japanese in the abridging program
0: yeah yeah well that's good to, Well, to I know your dad as well all the listeners you know who, you know your dad your dad's kind of like that he's good sometimes where he like throws out something that's like a little bit challenging to you
1: yeah it makes you think about laugh sometimes
0: you're like okay true true all right let me do something <laughs> yeah. but uh you know i'm glad that he did cuz otherwise we wouldn't have met each other as well just saying
1: yeah so like i remember going through my first year of uni and i get like 6 months in i go to the language i did my first 6 months i failed no, I passed everything. I think I got, like, distinctions and HDs in the first six months. And then I went to, like, the coordinator and was like, hey, look, I want to do Japanese. Like, I know it's not offered as one of your programs. Can I do it? Can I do the basic one? Or, the like, you know, lowest level one there is. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll get back to you. A couple of months later, still haven't heard anything.
0: Oh, man, that's So then rough. I
1: was like, you know what? Screw your course. I'm transferring out to a depo- uh, to a bachelor's. So <laughs> I just left my diploma and transferred out.
0: Transferred out to the bachelor's. That's fair enough. I also ended up transferring out, but I guess for me then to get to the university point. So we both started doing high school stuff, but I'm a, I'm a year older than you, right? I think that's right. Yeah,
1: but I believe we're in the same same year at school as say we both graduated in twenty fifteen.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's 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 right. And then, so in, for me, in twenty sixteen, is when I went to Japan for the first time because I still didn't know anything. I had learned hiragana, katakana on an app, but I I did no idea how to speak, read, write, like nothing. I was still pretty much at zero. I went to uh, a, a language school in Tokyo with a friend, which was like my start after. High school. I I call that like my initial actual start because up until that point, I feel like I was just like some person who was like
1: in. in Curious the, but hadn't studied.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I was in the Japanese class, but I wasn't like one of the students. Like the teacher never, she didn't like look at me as one of the students. She was just like, ah, he's just hanging around. And I guess like I felt that way as well. But then I got to the language school and I spent six months at a language school in Japan. And the terms were like three-month based. So the first three months was good. Um, they, they made you set a test at first like to see what level they should put you in. And pretty much they said, I get level one. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. Pretty much the only difference between level zero and level one is that you either don't know hiragana and katakana, or you do know it. Like you can read it. Um, but at the end of zero and one, you're at the same level at the end of the course. So I was I was pretty much at the very bottom.
1: Was, yeah, was, that's that's rough. I was <laughs> trying to think of what to say, but I got nothing to say to that.
0: I was just like well, well, I mean I guess that's where you start, right? So I, I, I yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I just find it funny how like you go in being able to do the same different things, but you come out at the same level.
0: Yeah. I mean I guess yeah. <laughs> just a low low level, I guess. But I felt worse because my friend was a higher level like, he got accepted to do a higher level, but then he was like, nah, I want to be, like, in the same classes as my bro over here. So, he, like, took the same, he took a lower cl- class um, and then, like, joined me. Or we were in separate classes, but, like, it was at the same time, so we could, like, hang out together still.
1: Yeah, so what you're telling me is he really should take that advanced class so that now he'd be on the same level as you?
0: No, nah, he really should, yeah, he really should have just taken the advanced class Ditch me. But you know, happens. Um, And then this that was the first three months. And then we did another three months. So six months in total. The second three months was an advanced course that we did in the afternoons in Japan. And um, I think it was really, it was quite challenging um, compared to the the first one because that was the very bottom. I think we went up, it was almost like going up two levels, I think. And we were doing that I ended up failing the class, I'm pretty sure. Um, my friend didn't. but uh, that, was, that was my like language school experience. It was really good because there was like a, a mix of people. I met people from all places in the world, like Russia, German was like quite a lot. I have a Swiss German friend I've met through there. Um, just like a lot of like mix of people, and everyone was there to study Japanese. So it was cool to like vibe with everyone and share what your interests and stuff are. Yeah, for sure. But uh, from there, I took like another four months off of uh, like being in Japan on a working holiday visa. So I never ended up working, but um, you can stay up to, it's six months at first, and then you can apply for another six months. So you can be an entire year in Japan if you come from the right country. So if you come from Australia, I know that you can get a working holiday. I think Canada as well. I'm not sure about America. But, um, I've
1: heard that Mercury can't.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't think you can. But uh, that was the visa that I was on. So I, I was like hanging around for another four months and just started doing self-study. So the same thing that you've you've said, like uh, using flashcards on the phone and stuff, doing memorize, was the app that I use. And I started studying like the JLPT. I think I was going through like N4 at the time. And I was just like just trying to blitz through all these cards and like learn new words and then just use them throughout the day or whatever but i was like kind of like going through that pace looking up what people were doing in classes and trying to do that kind of stuff um so that was like my beginning and then i came back to australia and i didn't know what i was going to do i didn't want to go to university i think similar to you i didn't have the best uh like education experience best high school experience I didn't feel, like, so passionate about classroom learning, which made me, like, feel hesitant towards going to university. You know what I mean?
1: I didn't really give much of a damn for school, to be honest. Like, looking back at school, I enjoyed my time with my friends and that, but I didn't enjoy what I did at school. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So that's, like, quite similar with me. And so then going to university was, like, then – the next, I was like, "Why would I go to a school then, where I'm gonna have to like pay for my classes and whatnot? Like that seems even lamer. So
1: comparing them though, like now being through university, I would highly recommend to anyone if you've got a passion for something, even if it's not going to lead to a job, but you want to study it, I would recommend it, just because school and university is so different.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. It's very different, and but that was like my headspace. So I took a year off when I was like back at my family's house. Uh, working and then it's almost similar to how your dad said but my mom and dad like i decided that i want to go to university because to go and live in japan or in asia in the future uh, as a foreigner as someone who's not from there you have to have a degree to get visas and stuff to go there so that was my initial kind of like oh okay i guess i i gotta pursue study and uh, from there on my i asked my parents what they recommend they said go to townsville There's a good university up there. We're pretty fond of the place.
1: That was a bad recommendation.
0: (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad I went. But I do. It was quite interesting because I had never been to Townsville before. I think my first time to Townsville was like I rocked up and then I was like I was moving there. This is my first time, I'm pretty sure. So no experience of the place, but my parents recommended it. So I went and then that leads us up to university study. So both- just to
1: give you an idea quickly before we get into that, I picked up a, a university student yesterday. He had just moved here. He oh, looked yeah. to be struggling with the heat. Like, it's been, like, it's Townsville's v- very north, so it's very hot. And, like, for anyone to just move here from, you know, south, it definitely takes out of you mentally.
0: Yeah, mentally, physically. I remember I walked one night um, when I was in Townsville. I was just going on a walk, and my, like, shirt was just covered in sweat. Like, you'd wring it out. And I just remember that I've never been to a place where I'm walking at night and it's
1: that hot. Oh man, I'm sweating sitting here right now talking to you.
0: I (laughs) know. Feels, feels bro. But um, that leads us up to university. So our starts were in high school and then doing some more study in year 12 after a break, if that was correct, right? Yeah. And then for me, it was like at a language, doing a little bit of high school, then language school, and then taking. A bit of a break i still studied during that year um when i was working but it was i didn't have this like a clear-cut path so to speak so then it leads us to university where we met up at uh, the university in townsville and i was in the third year course i think
1: second year uh yeah, third year, sorry. So the town, the way Townsville did work, or JCU did work, is they had all levels. They had Foundation, Basic, Intermediate, and then Advanced. So I started off in Foundation when I started because of where I was at. Because I hadn't finished Year 12, I couldn't go straight to Intermediate. The teacher there recommended I start from the bottom again.
0: Yeah, okay. The, and the teacher there, it was it was really strange, because I had said I... I went on a working holiday visa to Japan. He was like, all right, choose what level you want to go in. And I was like, that doesn't tell me a lot about what the levels are. But yeah, I decided to go intermediate because I figured that's the one that you have to do before going uh, on exchange and whatnot. So I was quite similar to you, though, because I finishing high school, I didn't get an OP. So for people who are not from Australia, like OP or ATAR, it's pretty much the thing that, you get a score after finishing high school and it lets you get into university.
1: It, it determines more or less what you can study at university as well.
0: That's a better way to put it. Um, and so I didn't have that either. So I did a similar course to you, I think, going in. It was like a diploma of higher education. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. And so I got in that and I did that for six months. But I always had the intention. I never, never had the intention of staying in the diploma. So I was already doing the Japan, the Japanese class from the, my first semester, I think.
1: Yeah, except we didn't meet till second semester. Yeah. Well, we might have met once in the first semester, but it was like when my friends from my class were going somewhere and then we ran into in the library.
0: Yeah, yeah. And how do you feel? So now that we're coming to the end of university, how did you feel with language study? Because you also studied French. Um, doing French and Japanese study at university. And how did you change that Like in your own time? How did you start changing uh, your study methods or stuff during university?
1: Um, it's interesting, right? So studying two different languages at once, I don't recommend. It's extremely hard to try and get your head around when you're trying to memorize or acquire different words from different languages. Like <laughs> I remember I was in... I went to New Caledonia with my French degree and with my French minor and, I uh, found it extremely difficult in switching between languages when I needed to. Um, cause you know, I've got three up there and when you're trying to think of a word, it would come in one, in two languages, but not the other one.
0: What, what did you find most difficult then? Was it like, because you were still learning Japanese at the same time, like you were thinking French and you're like, I need that word. And then like a Japanese word would come.
1: Yeah. Or an English word just okay. depend on. What I was feeling. It still happens.
0: Fair enough. That, that is one of the big reasons why people have asked me if I'd learn another language. And I'm like, not until I like master, I'm completely happy with myself in Japanese because it seems so difficult.
1: Oh, I just feel like they reckon once you acquire one, it's so get easy to get a second. I don't reckon so because, you know, we, you've been gone five years. I've been gone four years. And to get to that point again in another language, like it takes so much dedication and time.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. But in terms of, like, studying at university, I didn't. I enjoyed the way we studied at university in both of my classes because they're both different, right? So Japanese was more verbal. You weren't through doing it, not so much handwriting and copying notes off a screen and that, which French did as well, but there was a little bit more writing in French, and they tested all your skills. See, where it's Japanese for me. I didn't mind writing and reading on my own. Like, I could do that. It wasn't an issue. Um, yeah, I see so what yeah, you mean. I, I enjoyed Japanese for that. Like before I met you I was did one one and a half years. And or yeah, and then I met you and we did I finished my second year. And uh, I learned a lot through him. Like I still feel like I know a lot of what he taught, although his teaching methods weren't always the best. I found I retained a lot because I was using the vocabulary so much, like I had to know it because our exams were you rock up to his room he gives you like slides and then you have to recite or be able to like improv i guess you could say like how this interaction goes like one slide might be oh you know are you hurt yeah my leg's broken or whatever yeah yeah more complex situations
0: yeah i remember because yeah we obviously had the same teacher being at the same university but um his teaching methods, exactly. Like, they were hit and miss, but you definitely remember the stuff because when it came to crunch time, when it came to the tests, you had to know it. Otherwise, you're going to lose your class.
1: Yeah, he definitely drilled you on that too. Like, I can't remember what word he used to use, but he was like, especially in class, it's like, oh, I guess, I guess uh, the exam's going to be a bloodbath. You yeah. would always pull that out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember in one of my exams uh just this particular moment i used like in we were talking about the great barrier reef i think i've told this Uh, before
1: yeah i remember because i had this i remember i asked you before my exam which was the following year about it because i was like "Mm, i know you struggled with this word what is it and you sent me it and i was like okay and then it came up in my speaking exam
0: well i'm glad you asked me then hey um, but pretty much because i had i had checked with everyone uh, all of like my japanese friends um, on how to say like great barrier reef and they were all like well you said just say it in katakana which uh, for those of you who are at the beginning or is, like thinking of studying japanese using katakana just means like using the foreign words foreign imported words so it would mean that the Great Barrier Reef turns into Great Barrier Reef. It's just like pronounced different, right? Somewhere along those lines. But our teacher, our teacher, no, uh, the classic, the kind of older way of saying it, um, Sangosho, Sangosho is reef, and then Dai is like the big kanji. So Dai Sangosho, so Dai Sangosho, I think. Is, I don't know how to pronounce it, man. That is Great Barrier Reef. Anyway, I remember I got pulled up on that because I was, like, in the test and I said, like, Great Barrier Reef, like the Katakana version. And then my teacher was like, no, no, no. How do you say
1: He's like, yeah, that's not going to fly here. What's the real one?
0: Yeah. And I was like, isn't that the real one, man? You know what I'm saying? He
1: was big on using, like, uh, indigenous Japanese words, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was definitely a big kanji compound fan i think that came from his like chinese studies before because he was like really into the kanji um which is good but yeah so from our university study like that uh i say that the classes you know there's sometimes you'll you'll hear people online and they say like the classes they weren't you know as good as they could have been or you know this or that but i think in general university classes taking language courses were, were fine. Um, but it's just good to acknowledge that you won't learn like everything that you want to be able to do in the language. You can't learn that in a classroom with a curriculum.
1: I feel like you don't learn real life skills. Like you can learn some good stuff, but it, there's just not enough there or enough time for that matter. I feel like the big thing with the university class, right, is there's not enough time to teach you everything you need to know.
0: Yeah, I think, and th- yeah, there's, exactly. There's not enough time. And then on top of that, because you have a, a class full of people... I mean, for instance, for yourself, right? Um, you like golf or sports like far more than I do. So then when it comes to um, like teaching individuals, what was that?
1: Like personalizing it to people.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like being able to personalize it, I think, is such a big thing in a language. Because even when it comes to your native language, like there's vocab... That I know because I guess more of a audio and technical background sometimes when it comes to like musical instruments and that kind of stuff. Whereas then like you know heaps more sports stuff. So sometimes you'd say something and be like, even in English, I'm like, wait, what? And you're like, ah, oh, it's <laughs> a golf, it's a golf thing. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I've definitely had that when I've been around you. You've talked about audio engineering or other stuff I don't really care for. I'm like, ah, well, there's another word I don't know. I'm not gonna learn it though because I'm not never gonna use it again.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so like I don't blame them, but like that—that I think becomes one of the problems when you get to uh, intermediate and advanced classes, is like it needs to be more personalized. Which is hopefully we can dive into uh, our personal studies in a second. And um, it's
1: hard to do like depending on the size of the classroom. I mean, for us, it wasn't too bad. Like in my intermediate class, we had four people. Four people. Yeah, so it was pretty like we had been together through the whole journey pretty much, and so he kind of knew where he was at but he didn't change his teaching style to suit us or what like what our interests were
0: yeah i see so that yeah so i think there's a place for university study like that but then on top of that our i know that you and i have all both done uh, like self-study through university as well which leads us to like now when we're finishing university like how are we going to move forward so how has how's your self-study journey been?
1: So I always self-studied before I met you, but it was like in a completely different way. So I was like studying what I'd learn in uni and then trying to watch anime and listen to different words and pick up different stuff, which is great. But like I find all the time, if you don't know where you're going with the language or how to learn it properly, then there's no real, like you don't really get anywhere. You kind of waste a lot of time, but you don't really learn anything.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so then when I met you, obviously started with Memorize and something called Remember the Kanji, because I was at a point where I felt like a lot of my um, vocabulary wasn't too bad, like it wasn't huge, it still isn't huge, um, but I've got enough there that to take the next step, I need to know the Kanji, so when I'm reading stuff or when I'm watching anime with Japanese subtitles, that I can pick up on different words, not just from the Kanji, but like, I can get a deeper understanding meaning of meaning of it if i don't know the that word in the sentence
0: yeah yeah and so i think um before meeting you when i was in that first semester at university i've i uh i had heard of sorry i should start from when i first heard of it i guess there's a method called AJT, all japanese all the time is what the acronym stands for um, and i first heard of it from an american friend when i was in a share house in tokyo in that first year it just seemed a bit crazy though because uh, my american friend was like literally you just listen to what this guy has to say you put your headphones in all you do is listen to japanese all the time even if you sleep listen to japanese and i was like okay this is a bit intense and i like i didn't think too much of it i tried to um integrate some of those things into how i studied but it might have been like similar to you because it's like not maybe just like similar to when there's there's a huge deficit. Like I was still lower. I didn't know a lot of vocab. I had a ca- like my cap was pretty low on what I knew. And so then like just trying to do everything in Japanese all the time meant that I just like didn't understand so much stuff. So it was very daunting.
1: Not just that, I feel like, like although it's good, I feel like you've gotta reach a kind of basic understanding before you even attempt it. And I know we kind of differ in opinions here, but like, I feel like if you jump straight in, that you get so discouraged. And I even, I still watching anime and studying, still get discouraged sometimes because, you know, I'll go from understanding almost everything in one anime to watching another one and understanding like close to zero.
0: Yeah, that's. And I think that's one of the difficulties, especially um, is that. But that's when I first heard of it. And then in that uh, first term at university, a couple years later, i met the, oh i found this guy on youtube that goes by matt versus japan and he talked about the method or like how to uh change the methods like better it for yourself and like how to integrate it a little bit better for uh, should i say he was still intense about it but it was like how to go about and do things quite literally like how to make flashcards for yourself or like rtk how you should study it so that it like you actually rck they remember the kanji um method and so it's like he actually talked about his methods made videos about it so it was like much easier to understand and i think that's when i first first started integrating it so i i would start doing um watching on japanese netflix what's the show terrace house
1: mm, such a good show
0: yeah and i think that show really helped me with daily life conversation stuff because pretty much the method was like don't use the subtitles or like if there's japanese subtitles use those um and so i got on to yeah watching terrace house and exactly like you said when you i don't know you could go i I went from watching terrace house to watching like different shows or a different anime and because the vocab or the topics are different it just like completely yeah, you go from understanding stuff to not understanding, which is kind of lame. Yeah. But I mean, uh, for me, personally, I just think whenever the, there was those times where I went to like not understanding a lot, it like pushed me more to be like, I need to work harder because like, I want to understand this.
1: Yeah, but I feel like it, like you didn't ever have a point where you're just like, oh, I'm done. Like I put so much effort in. I'm so, like, I feel like I've come so far and now I feel like I'm back at ground zero and you just don't want to do it again.
0: I feel like that was um last year for me. Mm. I don't feel like last I took year. too long of a break. Okay. I had, like, a couple little breaks. But then I feel like last year I was happy with where my Japanese was at. And then I I kept on running into places or things where I didn't know words or a couple, like, vocab and stuff. But I would just ignore it. And then the, like I started paying attention to it again. And that's why I'm I'm back on the high horse. I'm ready to study again this year. Because I feel like I just let it go too much. And so I I just I do feel like the down happens. But uh better to take it as encouragement, right?
1: Yeah, I guess. It's hard some days.
0: It's hard some days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's raining here. I got distracted slightly by the rain.
0: Hopefully, that'll cool it down for you up there.
1: No, she's making it hotter.
0: <laughs> so, how would you say then, um, moving forward, are are like what's the study methods or like how do you in your daily life or like weekly, um, take kind of like your knowledge that you've learned at in in university and then your self study that you've done. To move forward after finishing university. How are you going to do it?
1: Um, so we pretty much use the same technique now. Because you kind of pushed it onto me. or well, not pushed it, bike. like... I for- so forced deceased. it upon you. Yeah. Um, so we just got Anki set up to be able to, So I can start using that more. Because I was doing the RTK. And as we said before, I wasn't able to go to Japan last year. So I had a bit of a down year in terms of study. Didn't really continue with it. Um, so... At this point, it's I'm finishing RTK. I've got like 600 words left or something to go, so I'm not far off doing that. Um, once that's done, I'll probably stop there and move into more um, immersion-based stuff, work on pulling words from TV and anime and games and all that other good stuff Yeah. and just and using it that way. I mean, I don't think, being in Australia, I have no one really that I can speak Japanese to verbally. So I feel like if I can at least get my reading really good, my listening good, and my writing good by messaging friends in Japanese, then my speaking should, by writing, be able to come pull itself up to a, enough of a level where it's okay to use. It won't be perfect by any means, but it'll be a basis that when I'm able to start using it, I can pull it higher.
0: Yeah. Um, And to to input on RTK... Uh, so we've mentioned remember the kanji i guess a little bit more detailed it is in japanese they have uh i think it's Joyo kanji um uh, it's like yeah. the, the standard kanji that's used in japan
1: there's 2500 that's, of them
0: yeah so rtk aims to teach you all the kanji and the meanings per kanji um, so it doesn't teach you how to read or like the first book does anyway it doesn't teach you how to read the kanji but it teaches you all the meanings and so then when you go forward um that puts you onto then uh, anki like isaac just mentioned um, where you are learning from things that you're watching whether that be an anime a drama uh, if you're reading a book you kind of put those sentences in and then if you can recognize a kanji that'll help your like memorization skills with then remembering um the pronunciation then when you add that on. And so you just, after you finish this RTK, the remembering those kanji, then you start building upon uh, your memorization of the meanings and you start building up like what the actual words are and how you say it in
1: Japanese. And to give an example of that, I was doing, I learned the kanji similar um, recently and I was watching a show today and it came up in context. It's a lot easier to understand. So niteru to like be similar. Um, and it came up in context. So, like, I knew the kanji, I didn't know the word. I assumed it meant something along those lines. I wrote it down, put it in my sentence card. I still got there, I got to put it together, but, um, like, I could just take an assumption from knowing the English meaning of that word and putting it, like, when the sentence was said, I was like, okay, I already know the English meaning, so that gives me a basic understanding of what that sentence means. Like, granted that it may not be exactly what that word means, but I've got some kind of loose grip and understanding on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I found it's been a little while since I did it, but exactly like that. I think that's what the benefit is is you start recognizing stuff if you put like the Japanese subtitles and stuff on. Then it just starts mm. coming to you and you're like, hey, I've seen that.
1: Yeah. And then you're like, oh, they've said it. Like, for instance, my TV's a little bit rough on speaking. So it's hard to hear everything they've said. So if you can't, <laughs> if you can't pick up what they've said, then it, you got to go search kanji.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's rough,
0: (laughs) but um, yeah, definitely. So from RTK, from that is the start, and then this this method. Do you do you find other listening stuff? Like, would you do listening to Japanese podcasts or listening listening to stuff? You listen to a lot of music.
1: Yeah, I listen to a lot of music. I mean, I drive most of the day, like eight hours a day, so I listen to a lot of music. I can't really put audiobooks on or podcasts on when other people are in the car because I feel like um putting something on them like, you know, uh they're paying me, so I don't wanna force that upon them. Whereas music I'm like, it's it's got a beat, like they can groove to it if they want. If they don't yeah. like it, that's their problem. But audiobooks and podcasts I feel are a bit rough. So um when I'm on the in the car alone, if I've got like a bit of a trip I'll put an audiobook on or whatever. But I don't really find that I try not to focus on trying to pick up the meaning of every sentence. I just try and listen to the way words are said and sometimes i'll pick up sentences here or there that i know or um i'll hear words that i know but i like i'm not at that fluency where i can just pick up an audiobook and listen to it and understand everything
0: yeah yeah for sure i think like because i currently listen to quite a few audiobooks um but it helped me to have like a podcast that i listened to where it was more chillax stuff it's almost like the same step that i did like i just mentioned where i watched terrace house that like everyday kind of like life show and then i went into other shows after that it's almost the same way where i like went into everyday kind of like chat about podcasts because it's a whole different thing you don't have visual which takes away so much it's harder to understand anything without visual right
1: yeah because you know they might say a word like to draw to write you don't have the kanji to give you the meaning so you're you're judging the meaning off the sentence that's said
0: yeah and not only that, like you know, in an anime or something, if you didn't get subtitles, at least they would have like, they'd be drawing like right in front yeah. of you or like writing. And so they would be like super easy to be like, oh, okay, that's what the word is. But um, I found, yeah, it was, I found a little bit of difficulty when I first started just listening. I still find some difficulty. Uh, I've been listening to a book, uh, reading a book that's about like an artist and, like, all these art techniques about, like, drawing and painting. And I have no clue. Like, I don't even know in English. And so, like, I get super lost in some of the technical aspects of the book. No, but, um,
1: you know, if you don't have an interest in, in English, there's no point, really. Yeah. Like, tr- trying to stay there. Like, are you ever going to use it in real life? Like, maybe if you go to, like, one of them fancy art shows. But, really. Man, I'm going go to go to fancy
0: art shows. <laughs> I go to all of them, man. From here on out, hold me to it.
1: Nah, I'll be right. If you're that interested, you'll go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guy knows where to put it. But anyway, so that that kind of sums up our our study stuff. I'm pretty sure about there.
1: Yeah. yeah Is there any anything. like
0: methods or stuff? Then we can move into like a uh, recommendations. What would we recommend for someone in different phases? Someone that's going through high school. Study. Someone who wants to do all self-study.
1: Okay. So high school and self-study, I feel like are the same, right? So starting there, your basics, hiragana katakana. Learn them first. Memorize them. Practice writing them. I know you won't, you probably won't write often, but it's good to know how to write them, especially if you ever need to. Um, That way you can identify them as well. Like if you're texting on a phone, you at least know how the characters are drawn. I feel like that's step one is learn hiragana katakana.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, learn hiragana katakana, and start. Well, I mean, if you're interested and in you, if say you're already watching anime, like start integrating some listening listening skills. Especially if you don't have someone to talk to, I think it's important. Yeah,
1: so just turn off the subtitles, watch the episode, turn them back on, rewatch the episode. It's just training your ears to pick up the sounds and pronunciation of words. It's not to understand anything. It's just to be able to hear how things are pronounced. Um, there's five syllables in japanese that foreigners struggle with a lot lot, and it's and so i feel like as long as you can practice like hearing how it's naturally said in japanese all the all the syllables for that matter and just copying how to say them in like almost mimicking the japanese tone
0: yeah so that would be like for recommendation for people starting out and for people like coming up into the intermediate to, like, push themselves next. I don't know. What what would we recommend? Like, kind Look, of start. I feel
1: like there's a little gap there in between there, right? So you've got, once you've learned that, where do you go? I reckon to start out, just learn some basic words, like, you know, the five whys, who, where, what, when, why, stuff like that, some basic stuff to help you start forming small basic sentences, I would say, is the best way to go from there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So then, like, for people who have passed the, like, beginning phase like that, and they're wanting to push themselves, like, into intermediate and then, like, above?
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, once you get to that stage, it's uh more like, I would say, moving to RTK and more watching Japanese with Japanese subtitles.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's true. So, like, like we just mentioned, those those things i think on top of that like when you hit the intermediate it's really important to find something that draws you in like why why are you studying the language skill still if you if it's not your native language and you're just studying a language like what draws you in whether that be the music whether that be like a tv show series whether it be like something a part of the culture like maybe you i have a friend who really likes japanese tea and my guy knows how to talk about tea so you know, if that draws you in, and that's like one of your reasons as to like further your your studies, then I think that's important as well as finding a reason at that point.
1: Yeah, find something you're interested in, just follow it. If that's just Japan, the, Japan, 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 and the culture, <laughs> then follow it. Like you know, if find a hobby inside that culture that you like, whether it's kabuki or tea or sports, find something that you can follow and do some research on i guess
0: yeah well, what would you say that is for you then
1: i love it all i do it love all. it all i mean like there's things that i won't go into like there's a whole look you gotta have so much time to be able to study so much right so for me like i stick to things that i am interested in that but like i like things like the tea ceremonies and that but i'm not gonna go out of my way unless it comes up in a tv show to go study all that because there's such a culture around it and there's so many intricacies in it that it would take me, I reckon, at least a year to get anywhere near a basic understanding of it and the words around it to be able to then start pursuing something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you've got to... Like, it's a long way. It's not just, oh, I like... You know, because it is so in-depth. It's not just, like oh, I like this. I'm going to have a yeah. quick look.
0: So you would say, like, currently then, um, when you're when you're talking about at least for study as well as like what your interests are. It's like in, if it's in general, Japan in general, like a lot of these things, because of course we both vibe with anime. Uh, we've talked about the pod, anime about the podcast before we will in the future. Um, so anime is like one of those things. And then like onsens, another one of those things and the food in Japan. So all those things draw you in, but then
1: pretty much all our topics.
0: Yeah. Pretty much all the topics. Um And then like, yeah, I get what you mean, though, like, further in. Like, I'm interested in tea as well, but, like, if you're going to dive into that, you're going to dive into it, like, fully emerge.
1: Like, I feel like you need to have a basic understanding of all culture if you're learning a language. Um, But I feel like to get to that level of, like, knowing something, it's like in English, right? Like, I love my sports and that, so, like, I learn it, and, you know, if I'm playing it or whatever, I learn the rules around it and the in-depth stuff. But, like, I don't know, how do I put this? I, you know for something like audio engineering which my mate does and you do a little bit of I don't really have an interest in it so I kind of leave it up to you guys like there's no point me looking into it you guys know what you're doing you guys are going to cover my back I don't need to worry about it so you know when you tell me something I'll nod my head and say yeah yeah that's cool but like I'm not going to bother going and looking up what it is or unless yeah, I need yeah. to do something specifically
0: unless you're being asked to do something you're okay okay just tell me yeah. what to do and then I do it
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much no that's fair
0: yeah well I guess that sums up all the uh, like the the kind of uh, study methods and stuff other channels like other has there been stuff that you find um, helpful for learning Japanese? Is there any channels you could recommend? I mentioned Matt versus Japan before He has a lot of stuff like free content that he covers about like his ideology from all the way from like when he was still learning to like now when he's more of a mentor person he does other stuff but any channels really that a lot.
1: yeah um i do know i didn't really like much versus japan i like i like some of his ideologies but as a person and getting to uh know him i didn't really enjoy what he did um I've, so I,
0: I think i think we're closer than you think on that i just say as a whole informational from an information standpoint he has a okay. lot that he talks about i'm not talking yeah. about I'm not talking about people's uh, personal attributes. That's up to, you know, people are people. But yeah. from an information standpoint, he, like, says a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, okay, like, well, if I can implement that in my own study methods, why not? Kind of like, that's I don't how I do not think
1: I really have any channels that, like, I use, like, that give informational stuff about study. I feel like I've just found them through people and trial and error over the years, you know what I mean? So, like, Memorize, I would recommend Memorize to anyone starting to learn... The basic stuff or rtk if you want to go that way yeah um anki uh there's a lot of good stuff uh is his name migaku
0: yeah yeah so there, there's a, a company just started uh called migaku Uh, m wait migaku right m-i-g-a-k-u is how you spell it migaku and it's for all lang- all language learning they build like add-ons for anki so that when you're going to be studying it, it's just more convenient
1: yeah, so I'd recommend that if you're at the more intermediate to advanced stage. Even if you want to start, I only just start. I'm doing five cards a day just to... while well, I'm finishing off my TK and that, so... Yeah, yeah. I recommend that. Um, just find something you're interested in. TV Viewer is a great website for Japanese media. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else. I mean, I use YouTube Music for Japanese music. Um, we use Kindle for Japanese books. Um, I don't think there's anything really else
0: though. Okay, well I have one more, um, not one that I use personally, but I had a friend who studies uh, some more JLPT stuff. Um they recommended so for Japanese learners, there's a there's a channel called Nihongo no Mori. So it's Nihongo is in Japanese, no and then Mori is forest. And they it's just Japanese people who run the channel, I'm pretty sure. Uh, And they talk about all sorts of stuff from, like, helping people from JLPT N5 to JLPT N1. And it's different, like, grammar stuff that's, if you've had difficulty with that or, like, words and stuff. And they do skits to help you remember.
1: I think that's a good one, actually, because I feel like even now, although I've gone to university, like, I don't often, because I'm not using my Japanese in terms of speaking and writing as often as I would like, I feel like I lose some of the how to construct... um, Verbs like you know, taberu, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and then again, I came across some uh, how do you call it? grammar particles like uh, kitty? Oh, yeah, came yeah. across the other day, and I I had no idea, so I had to go look it up because I'm like, there's some still some grammar particles that I don't know anything about, so I feel like that's a good one,
0: yeah. So, for people interested in those, those kind of JLPT stuff, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I think lastly, then, dogen, right. Good for pitch accent. Good for pitch accent. So, like, he, he does a Patreon with pitch accent stuff uh, where he explains it all in English. Um, he's another, yeah, Japanese-based uh, person, but he does skits on his YouTube channel. And so it's very encouraging, I think, to go watch. And it's, like, f- a bit humorous. He has English subtitles that he does for them. But he does, like, these skits. And to see, s- to see this American guy that's speaking some good, good Japanese, uh, it can be encouraging.
1: Yeah, indeed. I think that's about everything.
0: I think that is. That's uh, that's our study thus far. Uh, Study to go ahead. Do you have any goals? Do you want to set goals on this or are we going to skip that?
1: To be fluent.
0: To be fluent. That's a very broad goal. I guess
1: that's a lofty goal, but I mean, my goal from the start was always to be fluent, to be able to use the language without use it, having to use English or any other thing. It still is my goal. I still work towards that, but like, that's the main one. I mean, I would like to have I don't know, five hundred cards by the end of the year. But yeah, um, I that's just like a broad goal at the moment. It's not really. I'm doing this. It's like if I get there, it's good. If I don't get there, I'll be somewhere near there.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel the same. I I just I am also trying to push for that. And then I'm currently on because I'm a little bit farther down with making unki cards. I'm at like 2,500-ish right now. So I guess my goal is I want to try and hit around 5,000 cards because I feel like that'll close up at least the majority of the words that I don't know that I come across often enough now. That's my goal. I've said it. and I have to try and reach it.
1: <laughs> have you had a date on your goal?
0: <laughs> For 5,000 cards, it's probably the end of the year. I don't want to push it because there's a lot of stuff I'm doing. that's that's another 2500 cards i gotta make yeah but we'll see how i go
1: we'll we'll check in with you at the end of the year
0: you're gonna you're gonna remember that you're gonna bring it up to me
1: yeah and shame you on the channel
0: (laughs) public shame but anyway thank you again for joining us this was our uh, study methods kind of a little bit of a chat if you guys have any other questions Please let us know on that YouTube channel after you're subscribed. Hit us up with a uh, little comment down below. Or if you're um, listening from uh, the apps, that's also fine. We'll have a Discord channel. It's it's probably up now uh, when this is being released.
1: The Discord channel is up. It will be in the uh, description. We'll put a link in there. Yeah, no worries. We also have a Facebook page
0: yeah so any of those avenues if you're a facebook person discord person youtube person let us know uh how you felt if you have any questions we can comment back or yeah any anything else that's indeed that's about it so uh until next time we will uh we'll we'll see you soon (laughs) johnny (laughs) johnny